It was a moment of peace when my uncle and aunt picked us up from from the Queen Mary and uh, drove us through Fifth Avenue to Brooklyn. But outside the apartment, there was a playground where there were a lot of little black children playing. One of the people there used racist terms to describe those little children. I thought then, we passed so much, we endured so much, and people have not learned. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. International Holocaust Remembrance Day is January 27th. I'm Marsha Lazarus, and I'm sitting here with Regina Betts of Delmar, New York. In 1941, your life was turned upside down. Can you give us a glimpse into your life before 1941? We, my parents, my sister and I, lived in an apartment in Paris. We lived there peacefully. My father worked. My mother, once in a while, made hats for extra income. We were always known as Jews by neighbors. We were aware, even as children, of discrimination. But we lived mostly peacefully with neighbors. But in 1941, the war in Europe had broken, the Second World War had already broken out in 1939. We, we were aware that Germany invaded France. Uh, we encountered those German soldiers in a grocery store. And uh, I was warned as a child by my father, make sure you smile, make sure be polite. And uh, I was. In 1941, the Jewish men of Paris were arrested. About 3,000 Jewish men were arrested mm-hmm. and sent to a a former detention camp for um, foreigners. And we, my mother, my sister and I, continued to live in the apartment. But there were rumors that the Germans would come for for the women and children. We sort of waited for the bad news to happen. And uh, one day in July 1942, a neighbor called us from the window, saying, yelled, yelling, they are here. So my mother grabbed a bag, and the two of us, my sister and I, and we ran down to a neighbor, an elderly woman who was younger then than I am now, and we hid in our closet, waiting for the Germans and, and the French uh, police to come. We could hear them knock on the door, bang on the door, and then they left. They came back later and they came to the door, the, the woman's door, and asking if she had seen us. And of course, she denied, but, but they, didn't, they didn't search our apartment. 
later that night, my mother got in touch with other neighbors who were known to be collaborators, and they hid us for a day too. And then we went to an old uh, workshop of one of my father's brothers, and we hid there until my mother got in touch with one of my father's, somebody he worked with. And she came to the workshop and uh, she asked her to take us and hide us with nuns. And at first, the woman was reluctant. There was great danger to do that, to hide any Jews, even children. I remember begging her to take us. She finally agreed the next day. The woman work with my dad came for us, and then she made arrangements for us to be taken in by the, by the nuns in Paris. At first in Paris, where they had a school, a religious school, they were very kind. But they sent us afterwards to a large house that was an orphanage. And the nuns, I must say, the principles were about equal justice. Even, even when some of the nuns would talk about some of the gossip that the, the Jews have been accused to the ages. They repeated some of the, yes. the tropes. Some of the tropes, yes. Yeah. And I knew children know a lot. Looking at myself, I was aware of a lot of stuff. I knew when something was wrong. I didn't say anything. We were the only Jewish children. We changed our names. We adopted the last name of the woman who took us in. And uh, we stayed the t all the time at the orphanage. What strikes me, Regina, is how vividly you remember the details. It was, it's, it's really difficult. Because I had to tell my sister, she's three years younger than I, I had to tell my sister that my mother wasn't coming back. Mm. She would have been six, five and a half. She was considered a blabbermouth, but you know, she never, she never revealed our made up surnames. Mm. Regina, when were you and your sister reunited with your mother? We were reunited with my mother after the war, 1945, after the liberation. And she had hidden in the Savoie during the war, where she passed as an Algerian woman. After the liberation, she got a ride back to Paris. And then she got in touch with the woman, took us in. But then one of the nuns, said they could, she could only be reunited with us if she converted to Catholicism. 
And of course you promised. So your your father did not survive? He did not survive. He did not come back from the war. There were some witnesses who said that he had been uh, murdered in Auschwitz where they were, the men had been transported in 1942. Regina, you clearly have a deep belief in justice and fairness and that we are all of equal value. How would you say that these experiences or perhaps other experiences impacted your values, what we might call your moral compass? Well, I learned a lot from my dad and from my mother growing up. There were good examples. My father would help those hand-caught draggers in the street. He would help if the, he saw it was too hard, he would help jump in the middle of the street and help him drag their hand cart. He started a soup kitchen at the beginning of the war. He, you know, he was, he was a good man. I remember visiting him, visiting my dad. He even made a little, little beds for our dolls for my sister and I, little pink beds, saying souvenir de Bernard Hollande. And a little, he had engraved a little tin cup with souvenir de Bernard Hollande for each one of us. Thank you so much, Regina, for talking to me about your experiences during World War II and how you survived and how you've devoted your life to fighting hatred and injustice.